welcome to Kyle's Internal Monologue. In this episode, we're going to be covering the Babylon 5 Season 1 episode, Eyes. Uh, this episode is actually a really nice continuity episode with everything else that's been going on. We've been clearly building to this episode. Uh, and it's very, very nice to see that because, once again, Babylon 5 was very different for television of its time. Of course, this kind of storytelling is very common in TV now, but it was very different back then in the 90s, especially early 90s. Um, so to see everything coming b back uh, from all the way to uh, Midnight on the Fiery Line uh, back here to uh, be referenced and to be used uh, throughout the episode as sort of ammunition against Sinclair is actually really well done. Uh, even outside of the Sinclair plot, we even have references to the War Prayer uh, in both uh, Ivanova's section of the plot and Lanier's section of the plot. So there's, there's several different uh, aspects of the continuity that are coming back together and of course the uh the we're starting we're almost to babylon 5 season one's sort of hot streak um uh, you know that starts with the voice of the wilderness and then doesn't pretty much stop at all it goes straight through to the end of the season uh and all those all those episodes are heavy continuity uh we're gonna start getting less and less one and dones we still have a couple but they're they're going to be significantly less as the plot begins to build, and this is this is sort of encapsulating the main arc of season one outside of uh, the missing twenty four hours and the looming threat of this new new race, whatever they may be, uh, as seen in signs of importance. This threat is uh, the, the 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 overarching plot has been Sinclair. Uh, you know, a, getting control of the station when he was very low on the list. I mean, Barney had an influence on that, and he's made political enemies as he went on. Alfred Bester, uh, you know, the psychop from Mind War, and then uh, he made a bunch of political enemies in by in by any means necessary by using uh y using uh the uh the wording of the law against them to pay off the workers so that it was the best of both worlds uh and he pissed off a lot of very important people and those very important people also had friends and it just became a miasma of of political tension between babylon 5 and earth uh, so there's clearly this building thing, and that's where the main plot of this episode comes in. So it's really nice to have that being built up over the past few episodes. The entire... I, I'm, I'm going to start with the entire Lanier stuff, because I think that will be the quickest to talk about. The biggest one to talk about is Ivanova's plot, though it's less than Sinclair's, but... Uh, but I think it has the more important impact overall. So... Uh, Lanier's, Lanier's side of the plot is very simple. It's, it's actually quite comedic, the way it's handled, uh, but it's also really fun. Uh, you know, Lanier uh, comes to Garibaldi, talks about Sh uh, Shio Mayan, is coming back, reference once again the War Prayer, uh, the famous poet, and... Uh, he he's watches Garibaldi working on this motorcycle, and he's intrigued about it, and he starts researching Earth culture because he's a you know he's a monk you know he he was part of the religious caste he only recently came out of temple he's very naive to the rest of the world and to the rest of the universe, and if if his mentor, uh, 
uh, his, uh, you know, the, the person he is aiding, Delin, is interested in, in human affairs and uh, human culture, then he should learn something about that, especially because he's on Babylon 5 and he's the aide to the ambassador of the Minbari. He needs to know more, and he knows only textbook stuff. He even talks in a very um stilted way as though he's he's reciting from memory from a book you know this is this is someone who has very little interaction with other people this is someone who uh spent his entire life learning in a temple um so uh him to come out of his shell and to start learning earth culture through the use of working on a motorcycle and through um, and, and through Garibaldi is very interesting, and uh, I, I, I like that when he's researching the, the motorcycle, he, he latches on to that it was uh, used to show sexual prowess and masculinity, things that aren't particularly uh, important to a religious caste Mimbari, not something that is really talked about, because once again, he lived a sheltered life. Uh, and so this is sort of an act of rebellion. Another thing that the motorcycle represented, at least in the video that was uh, the, that he saw, and it, it's... It's just a comedic storyline, but it also really helps to deepen Lanier's character because he's going to become important. You know, he's already a minor character and he's going to be super important for later things. So it's really nice to really delve into him and sort of have like a fun, lighthearted thing with it. Uh, and it, it's really in character and really actually makes you love him, you know, and that's the thing about Lanier is that he's an incredibly likable person. In uh, that entire plot, it just makes him even more adorable. The Sinclair stuff uh, is very interesting in the in the fact that once again, all the continuity stuff. We're calling into question all of Sinclair's actions. He has made many questionable decisions in regards to politicking. All his decisions were morally correct, but you know, I, to quote from a future episode, this is not a spoiler because I'm not going to give you the context of the quote of morally you were correct politically you were inconvenient uh so that is what sinclair is doing he he was doing the right things but to politicking uh he's incredibly inconvenient incredibly becoming very much a nuisance to these people so they want to get rid of him and we find out uh, over the course of the episode that um, uh, he, uh, Bester hired Ben Zayn to, uh, come here, you know, they were friends, and they, they cheated their way into finding a legal loophole to get, uh, Zayn into, uh, the commandership of Babylon 5, um, and basically uses a witch hunt to take down Sinclair, uh, and they, they, and they bring along this this Psychor agent, uh, of, uh, that being Gray, who's the military liaison, uh, but Sinclair and, and even Ivanova mentions this in her side when she's, uh, Ivanova says this when she's in, interacting with Gray, that, uh, he doesn't act like other Psychor members she's met, you know, she still hates him for what he represents, but he's very, he's very laid back, he's not as power hungry, he's still got some, he still has some questionable stuff he does, but he seems almost repentant for the way the rest of his uh, constituents act. Uh, and Sinclair hones in on that, and that's why he says, you know, have you ever considered, uh, you know, scanning the colonel? And in even talks to him and exposes certain information to him in hopes that he'll turn on his side, and he does. Uh, so uh, by 
by finding a way around uh, w w the way around the situation, Sinclair successfully dodges the the witch hunt. And Sinclair is a very by the books person. Uh, they talk about that in this episode, and we see it that he refuses to you know back down. Uh, you know, but he he's he's gonna go and he's going to obey the law. And Garibaldi, uh, you know, mentions that uh, you know you're, you 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 may work by the book, but sometimes you gotta get things done. Uh, as I've mentioned before, Garibaldi is willing to, you know, he, he's the, the the boots on the ground, you know, street level guy, you know, he he's willing to get his hands dirty if it means getting the the job done, as long as it's, you know, good. He's ultimately a good person, but he's willing to uh, bend the rules a little. Um, Sinclair is more willing, he, he, he believes in upholding the law, but he, what he does is he researches and he finds legal loopholes to get the morally correct decision, the morally correct choice done, uh, but in a legal way, which is what he does here in, in the fact that the, uh, that the Psychor agent has to scan both parties and then he gets Zayn to expose himself. Um, it, it was really good. It tied in with a lot of the things going on. And there, there's a, there's even set up for uh, something that's going to come up in a couple episodes. Uh, but the, the, it's been mentioned before that uh, there's growing uh, free Mars movements. There's the free Mars movement, and there's uh, uh, other more radical groups uh, that are calling for Mars independence. And once again, I've been mentioning this. Earth is not perfect. It's got issues. And uh, we're continuing to see that as this series progresses. I mean, uh, what's happening here is uh, a witch hunt. And Garibaldi mentions that people like Zayn thrive in the kind of atmosphere that's, that is being alighted on Earth currently. All the anti-alien sentiment, the Mars independence, uh, you know, uh, everything that's going on, the, the resentment against the president... Uh, people like him thrive on this kind of environment because they can release, uh, they, you know, they, they can release their vitriol in the form of quote-unquote justice, and people will believe them. Uh, and uh, as, as Sinclair points out when he's being questioned by Zayn, the, the, the intent of a question is sometimes as important as the answer. Uh, because in, in witch hunts, uh, they will ask you a question that's intentionally leading. I mentioned this all the way back in the Sky Full of Stars. They, they will ask you a question that's intentionally leading so that you will answer the way they want you to answer. And Sinclair is smart enough to dodge around that. Uh, and he understands uh, the implications of what Zan is doing. Uh, but that's a really good plot, uh, and I and I really enjoy that side of it. Once again, this is a this is a really good episode. It's just it's not one of the big ones, but it's really nice to see a lot of the continuity coming back with the constant questioning of Sinclair's decisions throughout the entire season. Uh, there, there's callbacks uh, to even Rogish Three, the uh, so Midnight on the Firing Line. Uh, there's uh, Bester with from Mind War, and of course the issue with the Dark Workers by any means necessary. Uh, uh, the the attempted assassination of the president in Survivors, uh, with the bombing. Uh, so the, it's just a lot of nice callbacks and continuity as we're going to be pro slowly progressing to more of a serialized uh thing from here on out. Uh, there's a couple more standalones, but for the most part, we're going to get far more serialized than we have been. Now, the Ivanova side of the plot, that's the big one. Um, the We get 
we we've always known that her mother uh, committed suicide due to taking the sleepers um and Ivanova's reaction to everything with the psychorn is fascinating in this in this episode because she uh she disliked uh, she, she disliked Tally when she showed up uh, she reacted horribly to Bester, um, but now she has she has a psychor agent that uh, that that is much more personable and uh, is uh, is not as horrible as everyone else. And so she's acting. Uh, she, she, she's she, she's de dealing with the fact that the people she hates, the people she's monsterized had a face that this person has a face and then personality that is entirely different this person is a human being and she, she can't stand that and it's that that scene where he comes to her in the cnc and she keeps ignoring him and she she he's like you know uh you know the psychor gave me purpose and i always wanted to be a pilot i envy you but when the, the moment i got my powers the psychor had me join and now I, I i've managed to be able to serve earth in another capacity and that is uh being the military liaison and i'm very proud of what i do and she tells him i'm glad that the, the corner gave you a purpose in life uh you know it, it, but but she's like you know if you ever dare to scan me i'll have you i'll, I'll have you chopped up and put into a chamber pot you know it, it's, it's this really great uh scene you can practically cut the tension with a knife it's great and of course jeffrey combs who plays gray fantastic actor all around he's good in literally everything uh, and, and him bouncing off Claudia Christensen as Ivanova is fantastic, absolutely wonderful. And that nightmare she has, where the, you got the, 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 the sad face and the smiley face from Greek tragedy, uh, you know, Greek tragedy and Greek comedy, uh, on the Psychor agents and they're injecting, uh, they're, they're injecting her mother with the sleepers and then her mother turns and hit her and it's like, there's only one way out. Uh, it's really creepy, well directed. It, it, it really sells the sort of psychedelic uh, creepiness of a nightmare like that. And in, 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 at the end, where Ivanova go, goes after after the witch hunts going on and in the entire thing that she finds out she's gonna be forced to be scanned and she goes in and she go, wants to go resign and sinclair f says no i'm not gonna let you resign and she goes and she gets drunk at the bar and she ends up picking a fight you know some dude hits on her and she can't take it and she just you know whacks him and starts a bar fight that is the most avant of a thing ever she always has to be in control. I've talked about this before. She has to be in control of her uh, of what's going on, and she's not in control right now. She's going to be forced to be scanned, and she can't stand that because that represents everything that is wrong wrong with the system. And she in she doesn't want to be scanned because, as she mentions, uh, you know, not only does she hate the psychor because of. Uh, what the sleeper uh, sleepers did to her mother, what you know, and she blames the psychor for that. But uh, because her mother was a telepath, she was literally able to share her love with Ivanova. She was able to mentally feel and understand her mother's own love, and the ability to feel an emotion like that, especially a powerful emotion, the love between a parent and their child, to be shared mentally. The, the the amount of affection and impact that must have had on Ivanova and her mother uh, is insane. So the 
her reaction to not be wanting to be scanned because they would taint that memory. Uh, of course, that would be abhorrent to her, and I like how she's really resistant to it, and uh, everything to do with her side is fantastic. Once again, we've been getting some... Even TKO, which was not the greatest episode, uh, everything when we dig into Ivanova's personality and stuff, always fantastic. She is my second favorite character in the entire series, the first, of course, being Londo, so it's no surprise that I latch on to... Um, her arcs um i'm gonna go ahead and get into spoilers real quick before we get out of here i only have two real spoilers um they all have to do with ivanova so the issue uh the 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 issue with her wanting not wanting to be scanned is not only the fact that she was able to literally feel her mother's love for her but also the fact that she is a telepath you know she, she suspects that she's not even a p1 but uh if she's scanned they will know and when gray does a a mental scan a sort of a surface scan uh which is the uh, i'll get to that in a second because that's that's the other part of the spoilers is uh she's able to sense it and immediately goes get out of my head now and he does he does comply and he's like i'm surprised you uh, you you uh uh you were able to sense it and he guesses that it's because her mother was a telepath so she's used to she knows what it feels like when a, a telepath just surfacely probes your mind and uh, she she has a really angry reaction to it and leaves but it's also the fact that she's trying to protect herself because she knows the moment that uh, that he goes deeper, he'll notice the tele uh, that the, she's a latent telepath, and she, and she will be forced into servitude. Um, you know, there's a reason why in the nightmare her mother turns into her, and and the, the words are repeated that there is only one way out. It's because she knows that if she's caught, she will kill herself rather than be forced to join the psychor or take the sleepers. The other thing um, is the. Uh, is the moment that he's he mentions the psychor gray mentions psychor to ivanova uh he that's when he does the surface scan because the uh because talia winters becomes very clear on her mind now we haven't really seeded their their friendship that will come later obviously but um the the entire ordeal with talia and ivanova is it was they were originally supposed to be one of the first uh, uh lesbian romances in science fiction television history um the there was issues in results to uh andre thompson leaving at the end of season two and uh some in some aversion by the studio to doing that so uh it's 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 heavily implied and then later stated that ivanova did love talia um, but that's, uh, they're never explicitly in a relationship on screen as a result of Andre Thompson leaving. That would have progressed to that point if she had chosen to stay. Uh, it's also worth noting that it's very interesting because she's so emotional, you know, Avon of is so emotionally raw this episode that, uh, that it's interesting that, you know, Talia was strong in her mind when he mentioned the core. Obviously, with hindsight, she's clearly attracted to Talia. She's just, uh, as she will put it in a later episode, I don't. It's not that I don't like you. It's what you represent that I don't like. So it, it's very clear that she's attracted to Avon uh, to to Talia, but she's resisted to it because she's a member of Psychor, and the Psychor are everything she hates. Uh, so pretty good episode overall, um, and I really enjoy it. 
uh, and I love the continuity with uh, with previous episodes. And I will see you next week for Legacies. And then that's just before. It's literally the final episode before we get into the big hot streak. The final few episodes of Season 1 where things really kick off in a major way. So I'm looking forward to getting to everything. But first off, we got Legacies, which introduces a major reoccurring character named Rune. So that will be fun to, to, uh, to talk about. But until then, see you later. Bye.